0: wait till your father gets home. Maybe you've heard words like that, that promise punishment for something you've done. Some people think this was the reason God sent his son Jesus into the world to punish us for our sin. But today's memory verse tells us the real reason that Jesus came to this world. And our verse for today is found in John chapter 3. You might think it's verse 16, but it's not. It's verse 17. John chapter 3, verse 17. And it says, For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. John three seventeen. Now the Bible is God's true word. God inspired 40 different men to write the Bible. And I told you that John was written... By the disciple named John. The disciple is the follower of Jesus. John was one of the 12 disciples of Jesus. And so he wrote the book of John in the Bible. We know that the Bible is true because God cannot lie. The Bible even says that God cannot lie. So God, he is holy. He's perfect. He is without any sin. And his word, the Bible, is his words so we know that his word does not have any lies in it because lying is a sin and god cannot lie so our memory verse for today is found in john 3:17 for god sent not his son into the world to condemn the world but that the world through him might be saved john 3:17 for god sent not his son into the world well that's talking about god Sending his son, the only begotten son of God, the Lord Jesus, from heaven to this earth. And Jesus came into this world as a baby. But God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world. You see, everyone in the world is guilty of sin. We all deserve to be condemned. Condemned is another way of saying punished. But God didn't send Jesus to punish people for sin. Nope, that's not why Jesus came to this world. He didn't come to punish you for your sin. Why did he come then? Well, our memory verse says, but that the world through him might be saved. God sent Jesus to this world not to punish you for your sin, but he sent Jesus to die for your sin. And when Jesus died on the cross, he paid for your sin and he paid for my sin so that we could be forgiven and we could be saved from our sins punishment so that verse again is john 3:17 for god sent not his son into the world to condemn the world but that the world through him might be saved john 3:17 and if you've never believed on jesus you can do that today because you can only be saved by believing on jesus but if you have already believed on Jesus, you have God's Holy Spirit living inside you, and he will help you to say no to sin. But you have to choose to obey him, and then you can have victory over sin. Victory, I'm pretty sure you know what that means. It means to win over something. And if you choose to obey God, you can have victory, or you can win over that temptation to sin. John three seventeen for god sent not his son into the world to condemn the world but that the world through him might be saved john 3:17 again john 3:17 for god sent not his son into the world to condemn the world but that the world through him might be saved john 3:17 god didn't send jesus into the world to punish us for our sin Nope, he sent Jesus into the world to save us from our sin. Wow, isn't that good news? That Jesus came to save you and to save me from our sin's punishment. And we can be saved from our sin's punishment if we choose to believe on Jesus. John three seventeen, For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. John 3.17 Someone told you a very simple way to get to my house, but you ignore the instructions and you go your own way and you get completely lost. That would be very, very just silly, not a very smart thing to do. You had clear instructions on how to come visit me, but you went your own way. You didn't follow the simple instructions and you go and get lost. Hmm. That would be sad. God says in his word, there's only one way to have eternal life in heaven. But many people, they don't listen. They ignore what God says. They live their whole lives trying to figure out how to get to heaven their own way. And they end up lost from God forever. Do you know what God's one way to heaven is? Something unusual happened to the Israelites in the desert that can help us understand God's way for us to have eternal life. Now the Israelites, they left the area of Mount Hor, and at that area some sad things had happened. There was complaining, there was unbelief, anger, disobedience, and God told Moses he would not be allowed to lead the people into the promised land of Canaan. And then Aaron died on the mountain, Mount Hor, And Aaron's son, Eliezer, became the spiritual leader of the people in his place. So finally, the people continued on their journey. But it wasn't long before trouble came again. And a Canaanite king learned that the Israelites were traveling toward one of his cities. Now, the Canaanites were the people that lived in the promised land of Canaan. They did not follow the one true God. They did not worship the one true God. But the people who lived in Canaan were called the Canaanites. So this Canaanite king, he attacked the Israelites and he took some of them as prisoners. And the Israelites, they cried out to God for help. And they promised God that if God gave them victory, they would completely destroy the enemy cities. But the Bible says God listened to Israel's prayer. Israel means the Israelites prayer. And they won the battle And when the people came to God with their problem and they chose to obey him, God gave them victory. And if you know Jesus as your savior, you can do that. You can choose to obey God for victory. You will have battles to fight throughout your life. And I'm not talking about a war. I'm talking about a battle on like, kind of like the inside of you. Like this sometimes it's a battle for you to say no to sin when you're tempted to do something wrong for example like cheating on a test it can be like a battle inside of you to get you to say no to that wrong thing other times it might be a battle for you to stand up for god and to be brave for god when others are not like when your friends make fun of you for going to church Are you just going to laugh and and joke around with them? Or are you going to stand up for God and tell them why it's important that you go to church? Some battles can be very hard, but if you want to have victory to be a winner in those battles, you must make a choice to believe and obey God. And when temptations come, remember, God lives in you to help you. And the Bible says, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. 1 John 4, 4. So wait a minute. Greater is he. Who is the he? It's talking about the Lord Jesus. Greater is the Lord Jesus that is in you than he that is in the world. Who is in the world? That's talking about God's enemy, Satan. Jesus is stronger and more powerful than his enemy, Satan. Thank God that his power in you is strong and it can help you obey. Ask God to remind you of those verses in the Bible that show you what is true and right. And then ask God to help you obey. He'll give you the right words to say. He'll help you to get victory. And when God gives you victory, what should you say? Say thank you. And it's only through his power that you can choose to obey and have victory. And the Israelites, they chose to obey God and God gave them victory. And then? They completely destroyed the enemy cities, just as they promised that they would. And after the victory, Moses led the people on a long journey around the land of Edom and into another desert. They probably experienced some terrible sandstorms and must have been very hot. I'm sure they got very thirsty, but their water supply had run out and the only food they had to eat was that special bread from heaven called manna. God had faithfully provided manna for them for the past 40 years. But the people grew discouraged. They began to complain. They began to complain against God and against Moses. And again, they cried out to Moses. And they said, Why have you brought us out of Egypt to die in this desert? There's no food and no water, and we're sick and tired of eating this manna. They sinned against God with their words and their attitude. And at times, you also have sinned against God with your words and your attitude. Everyone in the world sins. The Bible says there is none righteous, no, not one. And righteous means perfect. When you complain about the meals you're given at home, instead of being grateful, you sin. When you get all upset because you can't have your own way, you sin. And God says sin must be punished and the punishment is separation from god forever in a terrible place and god hates your sin and it can keep you from having eternal life with him in heaven someday you need to admit to god that you have sinned against him with your words and your attitude and the israelites sinned against god with their words and their attitude they complained and they blamed moses and god heard the complaints of the people he loved them just like he loves everyone But God does not let sin go unpunished. He allowed something terrible to happen because they were choosing to sin. There were snakes, poisonous snakes that entered the Israelite camp and the people must have been so afraid. Many people died from the snake bites and the people cried and they said, we've sinned. We've spoken against God and against you. Please ask God to take the snakes away. They were begging Moses. And Moses prayed for the people, and God answered. God had a plan to cure the people from these snake bites. And even though they had sinned against him, God still loved them. Wow, God has some serious love, doesn't he? Even though you've sinned against God, he still loves you too. God is holy. That means he's perfect. He is without any sin. He hates all sin, but he doesn't hate you. God is the creator. Who made you. He powerfully created everything in the world, the animals, the birds, the flowers, the trees, the colors, the air that we're breathing. But people are his most special creation. God created you to have a special relationship with him and live with him forever. He cares about you more than anyone else ever could. And when the Bible says for God so loved the world, it means all the people in the world, including you, and God still loves you even though you've sinned. And God still loved the people in spite of their sin. He heard Moses' prayer, and he had a plan to cure them from these snake bites. But this was a strange plan. God gave Moses very strange directions. And God told Moses to make a snake out of bronze. Bronze is a type of material, kind of like metal. And God told Moses to make a snake out of that material called bronze and put it on a pole in the desert. Those who have been bitten by the snakes should look at the bronze snake or serpent and they will live. This may have seemed strange to Moses, but he obeyed and he made the bronze snake and he put it on a pole and then he put it up and he put it in the desert. And then he must have told the people what God said, that if they were bitten and they look at the bronze snake, they would live. So do you think people looked at the bronze snake? I'm sure there were some who didn't. Some may have thought, that sounds too easy. How could someone just look at a bronze snake and be cured? I'm not going to do something so ridiculous. It may have seemed too easy to some, but it was God's only way for them to be cured, for them to live. And God has only one way for you to be forgiven and live forever with him in heaven. And that one way is through his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. The bronze snake that Moses lifted up on a pole was a picture of what the Lord Jesus would do many years later so your sins could be forgiven. Jesus was lifted up on the cross when he died. Our memory verse today says in John 3, 17, for God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. John three seventeen. Jesus came into the world so you could be saved from your sin. He came as a baby. He grew up to be a man, but he was completely perfect without any sin. And that's why he's the only one who could provide a way for you to be forgiven. Jesus was nailed to a cross and he was put up for all to see. And he suffered and died for you. God punished his own son for all of your sin and jesus blood it it ran down from his body from his wounds from the nails in his hands and feet they put a spear in his side and the blood ran down and he paid that terrible price for your sin and the bible says in whom we have redemption through his blood the forgiveness of sin the lord jesus knew this was the only way your sin could be forgiven so you wouldn't have to be separated from god and after dying on the cross jesus was placed in a tomb And three days later, he came alive again. His payment for your sin is complete. And now you only need to admit your sin to God and choose to believe on Jesus. God's way might seem too simple, too easy. But it's the only way for your sin to be forgiven and to live forever with him in heaven. And there was only one way for the Israelites to be cured from the snake bites and live. It may have seemed too simple for some, but it was the only way. They knew they had sinned. And everyone who chose to believe God and they looked at the bronze serpent or the bronze snake that Moses put on the pole, everyone who looked at it lived. And after the people were cured of their snake bites, they continued on their journey. And God told Moses to gather them at a particular place and he would give them water. And as the people were Satisfying their thirst, they sang songs of praise to God for providing for them. The Israelites must have been so glad God had provided a way for them to be healed. He made that way simple enough for anyone to follow. Even children were able to believe God. They were able to look at that bronze snake and they were able to live. Have you believed God's way for you to live forever in heaven? You need to admit that you're a sinner and that you're separated from God because of your sin. You need to believe on Jesus. He took the punishment for your sin when he died on the cross, and then he came alive again. And Jesus said, he that believeth on me hath everlasting life. Believe. That means to put your trust, your complete trust on me. Well, that's talking about Jesus. So if you truly believe on Jesus, then you will have everlasting life and everlasting life is life with God forever. That everlasting life starts as soon as you believe in God and it continues on forever. Someday in heaven, if you would like to believe on Jesus and you completely trust him, that he died and rose again for you, then you can tell him something like this. Dear Jesus. I know I have sinned and I am sorry. I believe you died and rose again. Please give me everlasting life. Change me on the inside to live your way with your help. In Jesus name, amen. If you truly do believe on Jesus, he will give you everlasting or forever life with him. And that's the best life to have. No one can make that decision for you. You have to do it for yourself. And if you would like to read about this lesson from the Bible, you can find it in Numbers chapter 21, verses 1 through 9, and Numbers chapter 21, verses 16 through 18. Again, that's Numbers chapter 21, verses 1 through 9, and verses 16, 17, and 18. Well, that's all for this time.